Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Come on. Woo, DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. He is back. Man, it sure <laughs> seems like it. Hell yeah, it does. It sure seems like it. Um, I will be the I'll be the first to say, uh, probably not the first, but one of the first. <laughs> To say, uh, yes, Travis Hunter is back. Um, yes. Finally. Uh, if if he wasn't, to me, this injury, and I, let's be clear, I think everyone knows that I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> right. But to me, this injury is one of those ones that's like, it's either good or it's not. Right. If he was, you can't be like half ready, right? Like your liver, you can't just have a half lacerated liver <laughs> yeah. and then be like, oh, I'll just go back and practice a little. Yeah. Um, he's out there at practice. Shout out to Darius. I believe he was the first yep. video out with it. Um, reach the people media. Check it out. He's out there at practice, not in a non-contact jersey, in his silver jersey. And I mean, there's a highlight of Javon Antonio making a great play against him in practice, but like they're going full speed. Yeah. So, yes, in my opinion, Travis Hunter is back. We will hear officially from Coach Prime. Actually, you know who we'll hear from? Travis Hunter tonight. He probably 12 will. talks. Yep. Um, I assume we'll hear from him. Uh, if not, we'll maybe get a better update from Coach Prime tomorrow. But I think it is fair to be excited for Travis Hunter to play on Friday night against Stanford. I just missed watching him play football so much. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Um, and this isn't even just like the impact on the field and for this team. Just... Watching that dude go out there and ball. I mean, you talk about pure love for the game. Coach Prime's mentioned that repeatedly. This guy just loves to play football. And you see that when he plays. And uh, just to have that presence back on the field. Again, not a football standpoint, but just, you know, the guys love him. Coach loves him. Um, And then to talk about the impact on the field, now you're full strength, basically. You can run this offense and this defense the way it's meant to be run now. Yeah. I mean, think about... The way that we felt watching this team play against TCU and Nebraska. Yep. And I'm serious. We felt very differently about them back then. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they were better. Shocker. But I think a lot of people have just like conveniently forgotten about what we felt about that team. Not Buffs fans necessarily, but externally. I think a lot of people have forgot what that team looked like. Yep. They went and beat TCU as 21-point road dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sure, if you were to redo that game again today it would be a closer line i still think tcu would be favored yeah they went and played amazing on offense and won that game and then the very next week they get nebraska at home in what was probably their best game of the season yep. uh and buried them yeah they're only three point favorites one by 22 yep there's only one more quarter of football this year that travis hunters played in well and you saw it in the csu game like the second half it was like literally figuring yourself out without travis hunter mm-hmm Exactly. So um, he is a transformational player. He is a generational player. Yep. He is a game changer. Uh, any word that you want to throw on him when it comes to this football team, he is that. Uh, and so getting him back this week, if it happens, I'm confident it will, um, will obviously make a big impact. But just moving forward, knowing that, you know, he's healthy uh, and is going to be a part of the stretch run for this team. The second half of the season for this team means everything. Yeah, I mean, Stanford's coming off a bye. Just having him this weekend or on Friday, 
um, to just get reacclimated. Who knows? Maybe he's on a pitch count or something. But just having him back on the field, that's going to be massive. And then after this bye, man, I mean, we talked about the beginning stretch of this schedule being brutal. This back half of the schedule is looking ridiculous. As, of, as it stands right now, four of the five teams after the bye, UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State, and Utah are all ranked. The other team is Arizona, who was yep. so, so close to beating USC on Saturday night. Yep. Yep. So, right in time. Oh, I mean, yeah. Couldn't have been a second sooner. Would have been great to have him out there against ASU, to be honest. Sure. Um, but obviously, his health was the number one priority. The fact that he's out there today tells us that he is fully healthy uh, and ready to go. And that is such a great sign. Um, and we talked about this a couple times, but Jake, you know, we've o- we're only going to end up getting. So let's see, how many games will Travis end up playing this year? Eight? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If he does play on Friday. Okay. Uh, and then somewhere between 12 and 14 next year. Yeah. Well, we have a bowl game this year too. So That's true. Another. Nine. And then somewhere between 12 and 14 yep. next year. Um, that means, you know, total, we're going to get about 23, 24 chances yep. to see Travis Hunter put on a Colorado Buffaloes uniform. Uh, and every one of them is precious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hopefully that that's the only injury he ever has to deal with at Colorado. And we get to see him out there for all of the rest of the games yep. because this is like, there's so much crazy shit going on right now in Colorado football that it's easy to just take like little things for granted. Yep. But we will be talking about Travis Hunter playing in the Colorado uniform for the rest of our lives. We'll be saying, oh, yeah, he was a buff. Yep. And we got to see him up close and personal at Folsom um, several times. And we got to see these plays that he made and these interceptions and these catches. Um, So that's what I'm excited about, man. I'm just excited to see Travis Hunter play football because he's special and we're only going to get so many chances to watch him do it for the buffs. Yep, I agree, man. Um, Just I missed watching him play football so much and having him back on the field just at practice now. Him going straight across Omari Miller. Those guys are battling it out. Yeah. Um, just having him back on defense to, you know, they've done well. Omarion Cooper's played really, really well, I think, the last three weeks. But yeah. now he is the number two guy. Yeah. And Cormani's got a chance to, you know, the pressure's not all on him again now. Like, yep. he can play with as needed and kind of get back to just on his regular development path instead of having to be growing up real quick. Totally. And then offensively, I mean... This changes everything. He's Travis's, uh, Shador's favorite target. Um, he's a matchup nightmare. He's going to demand a safety over the top. It changes everything. Absolutely everything. Yeah. And I mean, the offense is entirely different with him out there. Mm-hmm. You know, the defensive impact will be huge. In my rewatch, we'll talk about that in a second, but I was actually f- fairly happy with the defense. Yeah. Um, but the offense will be transformed when he is out there. It'll change every single thing about the way defenses have to attack this Colorado offense. Uh, and ASU threw a lot of man blitzes at, at CU. Yep. Uh, They're just like, you know what, just tee off. And unfortunately, man, they got home so easily on those. But, you know, there's that one um, where he throws it to Omar and Cooper, Omar and Miller, <laughs> in the slot. Yep. And... You know, it's just out out of the the reach of him, but, like, that's going to be Travis's matchup. Mm -hmm. Slot fade. You know, Shador's putting it up there. That's a touchdown. Yep. Well, just, I mean, go back to the Nebraska game and the TCU game and look at how many times they use Travis to kickstart a drive or try and bail them out on third down. Yep. I mean, he is the guy for Shador. He is the guy that he looks to immediately. He doesn't care who's lined up against him. It's like, all right, Trav has a, he's playing press. We're going over the top here. Like, that's just where he's looking. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's going to be fun to watch. I cannot wait. Do you think that uh, Zay Weaver end around touchdown was a Travis play? Mm. Yeah. 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 That was a great play. Great call. Shout um, out to Zay, though. We'll talk about Zay. Yeah. Let's do it now. Okay. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Kind Love. Kind Love's one of the OG dispensaries founded out here in Colorado. They are amazing. Um, they've got their Turbo Core line. You can buy Turbo Core joints pre-rolled or buy the inserts to put them in any cigarette joint blunt um, to instantly infuse your smoking experience. They're fully seed to sale. 
Um, they've got their Get It While It's Hot flower shelf. Eighths for $20 out the door. Ounces for 100 bucks out the door. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DMVR and receive the DMVR exclusive discount. 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their Turbo Joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use the code DMVR for online ordering in their full extensive menu. And then shout out to MSU Denver. Turn your goals into greatness at MSU Denver. If you live in the Denver area and been considering going back to school, hit them up. Um, they've got 90 plus majors or you can create your own. They've got 10 graduate programs, courses online, in-person, or both. Create your career and turn your dreams into reality at MSU Denver. Learn more at msudenver.edu. All right. Takeaways from ASU. Well, from you the wanted, rewatch. You wanted to start with Zay, right? Yes. Just a winning performance. Yes. Um, this is one of those ones that is like a do you know ball test. <laughs> um, because if you do, you know that Zay Weaver had a winning game mm -hmm. uh, on Saturday. And the reason I say that is because his stats were extremely paltry. Um, I think he ends up with like two catches. I'm pulling it up right now. His stat line was two receptions for 17 yards. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I had in my head. Two catches for 17 yards, one run for one yard. A touchdown. Yep, yep. And if that's all you looked at, you said, yeah, Zay Weaver didn't have a good game. Mm -hmm. But the touchdown was big. Yep. The catches were big. They were big on those drives. And then, of course, yep. arguably one of the plays of the game is the return that he has. No question. Um, and unfortunately, he's one block. I mean, Shiloh's in position, and, and I think he just underestimates the strength of the punter because he just kind of yeah. gives him a little shove. And if he just put him in the ground, um, you know, that's a touchdown for yep. Zay. And, and I like you're as Shiloh, too. I don't think he realized that there was no one left. If he did, he would have just gone right through yep. him. Uh, but that could have been a touchdown in the game. And it was just that's, you know, one of those things that um, it's it's not a box score game. It's just a winning game. Absolutely. I think there was a play. Was it the fourth quarter? There was a third down. Um Shador threw it to him, and uh, I think it was just a good play on the DB, but it was kind of behind Zay as well. That could have been a massive third down to get them into. Yeah, it was broken up. Start of the fourth quarter. Um, could have been a massive play to put them in position to just extend the lead. Like, we would have had yeah. to have a last-minute drive by Shador. Yep. There were some missed PI calls in this game. Oh, my God. They <laughs> didn't call PI once yeah. until that final drive. Yep. Or the second-to-last drive, I guess, for ASU. Which one are you talking when about? When they were driving down the field to tie the game. Oh, yeah. That's the only time they called holding. I don't think they didn't call holding at all on the uh, coverage side of things. It's the only DPI call the entire game. Crazy. And the, they were all over. I mean, the one on Jimmy Horn early in the game, again, another slot fade. Yep. Um, it's one of those. The, the announcers say that's an underthrown ball. To me, it's a perfectly thrown ball because nine times out of ten you just get pass interference in the end zone right. there because the the corner's just not looking back at all and he did something that they get you for i before this play i would have said 10 out of 10 times mm -hmm. now i guess i'll say 99 out of 100 yeah. he put his arm right his whole arm right across jimmy's body mm -hmm. without looking back yep no call and the one to zay is a little more like that's just good hand fighting in the end zone yeah but another one that gets called often because the, the, neither time did the defensive back look back towards the ball. The most egregious one to me was the Dylan one. Oh, yeah. On yep. the third down on Same CU sideline. Yep. Yeah. You can say the ball was underthrown. It was. But the guy, he was holding it all over Dylan before the ball even got there. That is defensive pass interference. All day. And it, they just, I think they, they must have had a conversation before the game, like, we're not calling that today. I mean, at least they were consistent. Yeah. It wasn't favored to one team or anything. It wasn't like only third downs or anything. It Can was you remember times, game. though, where they could have and should have called it on CU? There's one okay. I do remember on Omarion Cooper. It was a third down, um, kind of across the middle of the field. He kind of grabs the guy's shoulder. From the backside? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He should have been called there. Um, my next takeaway, well, kind of just going through the game. Um, that first drive with the crossing routes, it was really only two crossing routes that got them. The first one just looked like a miscommunication in zone coverage between Cam and uh, I think it was Bentley or one of the linebackers. Just someone 
just misunderstood the coverage. And then the second one, Cormani just got flat out beat across his face. That just can't happen. Yeah. Twice on the same drive. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because he wasn't out there for that CSU game when obviously it was such a big issue. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of had to relearn a lesson that Omari, Omari and Cooper mm-hmm. uh, learned in that game. Yep. Um, but I was surprised that uh, Cormani wasn't able to make those tackles. Mm-hmm. Like he got he got crossed up pretty bad to the point where he wasn't even in the play after he made the catch. Yeah. Can I just circle back on Cormani? Yeah, go ahead. I got something. I, I want to get back to Zay real quick, too. A lot of people, you know, it, it talked about him being benched after those two plays. Mm-hmm. He was back uh, in crunch time late in the game. So yeah. uh, I like that from Coach Prime. Yes. Saying, hey, you, you got to get right mentally because I need you later. That's playing corner, bro. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get beat. Everyone gets beat. Oh, yeah. You just got to bounce back. Uh, Alyssa, can you scroll up a little bit? There was someone made a comment about Zay, and it's a great point because on the Shador touchdown run, that block he had uh, from Jay Key right there, that block he had just holding up that corner at the goal line to allow Shador to get in. Great point. That, and that was one of the things that I was thinking of when I thought winning game. Exactly. Yep. Um, next point. Oh, I love this. There were some gems first off and well off for the Saturday. Okay. Um, that was a 47-minute vlog. I, know. I couldn't make it all the way through. It was wild. I watched the whole thing. Anyways. I had to choose between watching that or rewatching the game. Um, I th- I, it was like 10 p.m. last night, and I was tired. And I was like, all right. I, wa- I watched the first like 15 minutes, and I was like, I got to get to this game watch. I didn't even end up finishing the game last night. I fell asleep. Had to finish it this morning. I mean, they say we're twerking on Mondays, but this is what I need Mondays for. Yeah, to rewatch right? the game and watch all this stuff, so I'm caught up. Anyways. Um, the first field goal ASU attempted, Carter Stoutmeyer, decent jump, um, and he kind of runs into the kicker a bit. They start shit-talking. Carter comes back on the second field goal attempt and blocked block. it. Oh. How satisfying that must have been for him, man. That is beautiful. I love it. Um, and then just the gems from well-off. The coaches on the Zay punt return, you could see before he even catches the ball, someone goes, oh, we got a punt return. We got a punt return. <laughs> and he breaks around, and uh, there he goes. I love that he got to put his speed on display a little yeah. bit because it's, it's not something that I think people necessarily associate with him. Yeah. And then the last one <laughs> was Shiloh shit-talking at the end of the game. Sparky walks by him, and Shiloh starts shit-talking him and goes, pointy head ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you wrote that in your notes. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, back to the football. Last point I have. Hank needs the rock more. They need to try and find a way. I mean, now that Travis is back, I guess it doesn't really matter. But I was going to say, if Travis is ba- isn't back, they got to get a way or a package to get Dylan and Hank on the field together. Yeah. Um, man. They, it doesn't feel like Dylan is being used properly. Uh, since TCU. Now, yes. there was a really great uh, man blitz beater that they hooked up on early in the game. The fourth that, down. Yep, on the fourth down. By the way, Shador continues to be the greatest fourth down quarterback <laughs> of all time. Unreal. He's still perfect. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, but I don't know. It, at, at times, it's like they are doing it right, right? They called up a screen for him. That yep. worked. They had another one that would have worked if the pressure just didn't get to Shador a little too fast where he airmailed it. Um, they're doing that little toss, yeah, toss out of the thing. shotgun, yeah. which I love. And it's actually a, a read option, I believe, because mm-hmm. there was one time where Shador kept it. Um, but then at other times, it just feels like we're putting Dylan out there just to put him out there. Yep. And trying to run him up the middle, I guess, as like a a show to the defense that you're willing to do it. I just don't think the defense right. is at all. They don't care. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you Great know. point. I think they're trying to do it as like a tendency breaker type yes. of thing. Yes. Um, and, and while we're on that, you know, I have given Sean uh, Sean Lewis credit when I thought it was due. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's also room for criticism sure. when it's due. Um, and it just certainly wasn't his best game. Yep. Uh, and for whatever reason, he's not getting into a flow early in the game. Um, and, and calling plays really is that like it's like being a jump shooter. Yep. Like you see one go in, and then the next one feels a little better, and you start to feel yourself. Um, but we we complain about these uh, these slow starts. A lot of it has to do do with the play calling. Yeah. Uh, and so 
got to be better in that regard. I mean, you saw it the first play of the drive of 50 seconds left. They just went oh, they just said fuck it. We're going over the top here. Yeah. Just do that. Like yes. you don't need to do it all the time. But if you, you know, you come out and have a bad first down play, just try going long or something. Like if you have a third and 5, just push all your chips to the middle of the table, try and go over the top. Like Yeah. They didn't really try to go deep at all on Saturday. Peyton Manning uh was talking about this on the Manning cast last week and he was just saying like man all I ever wanted was to see cover one man mm -hmm. like that's all I ever wanted to see or single high man mm -hmm. and no one would ever give it to me until it was third and five yeah and so if you go back he's like he's saying this he's like you go back watch my film in Denver like a lot of the shot plays I'm taking are on third and five because yeah. it's like oh finally yes. one man yes go over the top <clears throat> and I think that that's what you're going to see more of with Travis Travis out there. Yeah. I mean, the whole game is essentially just like try to give us Travis and man coverage without help. Right. Like, right. And as soon as you get it, it doesn't matter what the situation is. I mean, look, in the TCU game, it was they got it a couple times early, missed the one, right? He had the drop. He had missed one on the left side, dropped one on the right side. Mm -hmm. But then third and 16, Game, you know, game still very much hanging in the balance. They finally get him single covered in the slot. Yep. Just give him a chance. Yep. Um, and then just on pl the play calling side for Arizona State, I mean, it was the scripted drive. They had a scripted drive. They came out. They executed. They got that opening touchdown. And really, after that, they couldn't. They had some offensive momentum. But the, as you said to start off this segment, I mean, the defense, I thought, played pretty well overall. And once they got out of that scripted drive and they were able to make adjustments and just, I don't know, settle into the game, they played a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, you know, aside from the game should have been over and then they allowed the 95 yard touchdown drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one was frustrating to watch. That was rough. Other than that, though, uh, they also got better pressure in this game than I think they have before. Mm -hmm. um, you had a Derek McClendon sack, Arden Walker sack, Levante yep. Bentley sack. So that was nice to see. Um, here's another note for me because I should have added this on as a tack on to the criticism of Sean Lewis. This, I think, in terms of the talent on the other side was arguably the worst game for the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, there were multiple plays where they weren't even getting fingers on guys before they were hitting Shador. Yep. Uh, and and the rewatch, it was like 10 times worse to me than I remember it being during the game. Sometimes during the game, you're like, I don't know, you're so in the moment mm -hmm. uh, that you're just like, oh, that's a bad play. When you're watching it on TV, you're like, for me, for some reason, I feel them stacking more. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, wow. Yeah. There's like whole drives that just have no shot of getting off the ground because the offensive line was just whiffing. Right. Well, and I think, I mean, Travis helps with that too. A lot of people are saying the offense is limited by the bad protection, but it's like you hit one or two deep shots. They're not going to pressure as much. They're going to drop back in coverage. They're not going to be able to stack the box. Yeah. So it, it just helps out everything. <coughs> I mean, getting Travis back literally changes everything. Everything. It's the best player in the country. Yep. Arguably. And he's definitely your best wide receiver and your best corner. Yeah. <clears throat> so any team that loses that guy or loses those two guys right. is going to take a huge hit. You take the best wide receiver and the best corner off any team in the country, they're going to take a step back. Yep. Uh, and so getting him back will make a huge difference. And I think um, there will be some debates. Like there's a chance that Colorado plays so good with Travis Hunter that there are debates out there about whether they would have beat USC, whether they would have sure. had a better chance against Oregon because everyone's like, oh, this is what this team really looks like. Yep. Um, last thing I have, just shout out to Jimmy Horn. I thought he played a great game. Only five receptions for 49 yards, but just some clutch catches, man. I think he had at least two or three third down conversions. He's. Um, we don't talk about him as much as some of the other wide receivers. He's had a fantastic season so far. He's yeah. just been so clutch. For sure. For sure. Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, one big one. This easily could have been my big takeaway after the game. This was a big resiliency game. Mm -hmm. um, the two stars of the game are Javon Antonio and Alejandro Mata. Yep. What do those guys have in common? They've both seemingly been passed 
on the depth chart right. at points this season. Uh, early in the season, it looked like Jace Feely had taken the job from Mata. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Feely misses. Coach Prime's on the sideline saying, man, Mata wouldn't miss that. Yep. So he gets his, his chance back. He goes out there. He hits a 43-yarder. Uh, and then the game winner, both right down the middle. And I just love that response to getting your opportunity back after it may have looked like it was taken. Now, Neely had always told us it was more about hash marks and this, that, and the other. Right. I don't think it is anymore. Now, if you needed a 55-yarder at the end of the game, you're obviously turning to Jace. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, I think that Mata is your kicker. Absolutely. Then Javon Antonio did not look good uh, against USC. Basically got benched. And got benched for Omari, for Omari on Miller. And O went out there and made the most of that opportunity and looked like it was over mm-hmm. for Javon Antonio. In fact, the conversation was about him moving to tight end, which maybe that's still an opportunity or maybe there's certain sets where he can play the tight end role. But he gets to go out there and, you know, O didn't really show much in the game. Mm-hmm. Finally, Javon Antonio's called on in a big, big moment and makes the play. Um, probably should have scored a touchdown, but doesn't matter. He makes yeah. the play. They run the clock. He They hit the game winner. So uh, to me, that's individual for mm-hmm. sure. I also think it's a testament to the coaching, having these guys all understanding and knowing, hey, um, when your time comes, be ready because it will come for you. And it's just like the freshman the week before, but it's different, right? Now this is veterans who looked like, you know, they were getting passed up for younger guys who now get recalled upon and they're ready for it. So now you've yep. seen it from both sides of it. And I think that's awesome. Um, a few more things, actually. Just I thought Omari and Cooper had a great game. He had two pass breakups. Um, and then the Bishop Thomas hit on the kickoff after they scored. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, that guy is so goddamn athletic. And just... A crazy person in yeah, the best way. Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> he could literally play like tight end or th- so on that Zay end around. They ran say. behind Cokes and Bishop. I, I love that. Well, I love it because those guys are dogs. Yeah, I hate it because it tells me they don't. I know they trust them more than the other guys to go lead that yeah. play. Um, but it is cool. I love you know. It's cool to see some defensive guys get some offensive shine. Yeah, but right. that it Bishop, crazy. Last note I had here okay. is just. Um, late in the game, it was actually after the Zay punt return. Mm-hmm. They have a third down from the 40 yard line. They have uh Hank on a little, like I would almost call it like a skinny wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like on the hash mark and Shador just a perfectly layered throw. Like it just doesn't get any better than what he did. Yep. Uh, and it's not anyone's fault. Hank just gets popped. Yeah. Right as he catches it, ball comes out, almost intercepted. Uh, I want to talk about it because it was just like the game's over if that play is completed. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice play by the safety. You know, Hank, maybe he can just catch that and drop. I don't know. Um, but I just, it's like even that is Shador making the clutch, clutch throw. Biggest play of the game in that moment. He puts the ball perfectly on the money. Yep. Yeah, man. He was so good. Only 26 of 42 for 239 yards. Still completed 62% of his passes, though. Yep. Never put the ball in harm's way. Never does. Yep. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Um, You guys know we love our Breck Brews here at DMBR. We had an amazing tailgate uh, in in Tempe. I've never seen Jake so excited about a tailgate. (laughs) You loved that. It was great. (laughs) Um, But we have another one on Friday. In Boulder, uh, night game, 8 o'clock, but we're going to show up at 4.30, I believe? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So come through. Head on over to thednvr.com. Go to the events page. I'm excited to hang out with everyone. Ticket. Those, To me, we have unearthed the best tailgate spot in Boulder. I agree. Also, this week, told you guys, I said I'm turning up. I'm not turning up this week. No? <laughs> <laughs> Too much last week? Yeah. <laughs> But um, at least I, you know, I'm honest. I'm predictable. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but shout out to Breck Brew. Come through our tailgates. Uh, enjoy some Breck Brews, some good company hard ciders. Um, try out some of our other favorites, Mile High City Golden, Broncos Country Pale Ale. If you can't make it to our Broncos watch party this weekend, 
or on Thursday. Sorry, they play the Chiefs on Thursday night. Yep. Head on down to the Breck Farmhouse in Littleton and check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a beer near you. And then shout out to Bacchus and Shanker. You guys know the deal already. If you get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for 25 plus years. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Uh, hit them up. They got multiple neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. More than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. Back to Shanker help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. Even if you're injured at work, if you need to sue, smash the two. Two, 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 two. To find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. DCB said RK was turned all the way up. <laughs> I said I would be. I love it. And man. then I did. And I had a blast. Honestly, you did pretty well because I couldn't really tell. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've gotten decently good at timing out how I have to. I, I was more lit on the post game show than I have been for <laughs> any other one. That's for sure. Let's but go. I was back to a, a, a normalized state. Um, yeah, gotta be. Uh, I'll be better this week. Uh, they're calling me the conductor now. <laughs> Let's go. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. All right. Oh my Marie gosh! Said, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you are enjoying the stream, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search Buffs for the first one that pops up. Hit that subscribe button. Also, we'd appreciate your five-star review. Let's get those up. We're only at 4.7 on Apple Podcasts, and uh, our Spotify ranking has dropped a little bit. So no. let's get that back up. Give us a five-star Damn. review. Apparently, we got how many watching right now? 2,700. 2, so we can absolutely hit 1,000 likes today. There you go. Smash that like button. Oh, man. All that. And the news of today, I guess, well, it was this morning at least. The Buffs got a commitment. Yep, not the news of the day anymore. No, because Travis went. Uh, of course, went to practice. But yeah, to me, this could be a floodgates moment. Uh, first in-season commitment, and uh, a guy with a lot of promise, and a guy that this commitment is so much more than meets the surface. Because Amontre Bradford commits to Colorado. 6'4", 230-pound edge from Statesboro High School in Statesboro, Georgia. On three, has him rated as a four-star. He is a three-star, 247 sports composite recruit. Uh, 729th overall in the country, 49th overall edge. He got a Steve Wiltfong crystal ball yesterday, which we all know what that means, and obviously we saw today. The reason why this is so big, though, his cousin, Cameron McKell. Mm. He came and visited. They both came and visited for the Nebraska game. But Mikel was the headliner guy. Yep. He was the best recruit visiting CU for that Nebraska game. Um, they're related. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a Steve Wiltfong crystal ball to Georgia right now. He's a 139th overall player in this class. He is an athlete, plays quarterback, wide receiver, running back, but he's projected to be a DB at the next level. For sure. And let me just say this. Um I just want I want to make sure that the moment is about Bradford. Absolutely. Uh, more than it is about Cam McKell. But I'll just add this. Uh, if you're about family and you want to play with, with family, there is absolutely no better place in the country to do it at Colorado, which probably has the single most family-like atmosphere of any program in the nation. I agree. Um, and obviously part of that is because Coach Prime has brought his whole family here, yep. including two players on the team and uh, and everything that Bucky does. But just in general, it's such a family atmosphere in Boulder. So, um, you know, I hope that happens. Um, but also just stoked for the commitment today. And and I think um, that's, a, that's a for real player. Like, <laughs> there's always hand-wringing and complaining when there's three stars, which is hilarious because mm -hmm. that's about the only thing that right. we ever got for the last... 10 years or so. <laughs> um, but he's a four star, uh, according to on, on three. three. Uh, it's still early. He could absolutely upgrade. Yeah, we're in season. Yep. If Coach Prime and his scouting staff say this dude's a baller and he's playing in Georgia. Yep. Sign me up. Uh, again, 6'4", 230. So that's a pretty big 17, 18 year old. 
And people have been asking, man, when are the guys in the trenches coming? Well, now you just got an edge rusher. Um, the edge presence wasn't terrible last week. They got five sacks, eight TFLs, but now you're bringing in these dogs on the edges. Uh, this guy also competes in track and field. His team has made the Georgia 5A state playoffs. He actually was visiting Texas A&M on Saturday. Came off of that visit and said, nah, CU's the place to be. Let's go. I love that. Let's absolutely go. Um, some other recruiting notes, though. I don't think we've talked about him yet, but CJ Jackson. Okay. 2024 four-star edge. He was committed to Georgia Tech and decommitted, I believe, last week. Oh, right. Yeah. Heard of him. He spoke to Chad Simmons from On3 um, about his recruitment now and where he is thinking about going. So he's been locked down since the summer. He committed to Georgia Tech on June 25th. He just decommitted on the 5th. But he's, his quote to Chad Simmons says, I'm going to hear everyone out, but the school's in mind right now are LSU, Colorado, Alabama, UCF, and Auburn. Man, what's UCF doing there? I'm just playing. Uh, um, hey, man, they have been bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Th yeah, they have not been good this year. Didn't they? They got beat by what? Kansas this week? I think so. Um, I was mostly kidding, but they have um, not been impressive. This, you know, this would be huge. A lot of people are talking about, oh, 95% of the five stars, and I know he's not a five star, mm -hmm. but 95% of the five stars are committed, blah, blah. Coach Prime has the 68th recruiting class in the country. Like, n no one is safe. No. Decommitment season has only just begun. Flip season has not even begun yet. <sighs> just stay tuned Yep, is what I will say. Uh, not to dog on them too much, but UCF is already 3-3, three and 0-3 three, oh three in the Big 12. Whoa. Yeah. With losses, they'll to, probably have some decommits coming too. Yeah, with losses to Baylor, Kansas State, and Kansas. Um, but so the Buffs are in the mix for CJ Jackson. Uh, probably the biggest Pac 12 recruiting news that happened was Elijah Rushing, the five star edge who just committed to Arizona, I think, right before the season, has now decommitted. Now, I think uh, Oregon is the team to watch out for here, but never say never with Coach Prime here. You never know who's going to be rushing the passer <laughs> in black and gold. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, obviously Oregon <laughs> is the favorite, but give him a chance. Just give Coach Prime a chance, Elijah. He is a five-star, 26 yeah, overall player in the class, third overall edge, 6'6", 251 from Tucson, Arizona, so not going to his home school. Wilt Fong did give him a crystal ball to Oregon, though. Uh, on Saturday, yeah, and I was Sunday. I've been trying to like interpret the the drama from Arizona fans. Obviously, they don't get very many five stars. Right. He's a Tucson kid. Yep. Um, who originally commits to Arizona and then is moving, but it sounds like I don't know. All the fans are saying like they didn't do enough to cater to him and mm -hmm. this that they like they weren't playing his friend enough and yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to watch on. from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a few more things. Josiah Booker posted a photo on Twitter. He unofficially visited Colorado on July 26th, but I think it's him in uniform um, saying Sco. There we go. Uh, 247 Sports Composite, three-star from Sarasota, Florida, Booker High School, 5'9", 150. He is a speedster. 11.48 in the 100-meter dash. Also does a long jump, so watch out for him. And then uh, finally, you know, so I went and did a hit for Sirius Radio on Friday. And one of the questions they asked me was, so what's going on? Because this recruiting class is only ranked 75th in the nation right now. Like, I thought all these kids were supposed to start coming. They're coming. Yep. CU is up to 68th now. We had just go look at the visiting lists that have come through. Uh, as you mentioned, it's not even flip season. This just it's literally just the beginning for them. It's also, just the start of recruiting. Look at the class, it's just really small. Yeah. And I think that's bad design. I don't think you're going to see this be like a top ten class when all is said and done because of its size. 
Um, now, maybe we were, we're able to look at like average star rating and it'll be ranked higher, but Coach Prime is going to get so many transfers. And I've been talking about this over and over again. Starting level players are going to be leaving big time schools to transfer and play for Colorado to protect Shador Sanders, help him go win a Heisman, mm -hmm. to play with Travis. Um, to rack up sacks. To rack up sacks, exactly. Uh, you're probably going to see like a, a really high-level safety come in, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, Boo Carter buzz is picking up again. Yeah, exactly. Corey Phillips posted two photos today. <clears throat> so more than half of the commitments so far are four stars. Yeah. Um, just keep that in mind. It, it's not... It's not the program is, is not yet in a position to rely heavily on freshman recruiting. Mm -hmm. Still going to be heavily on the transfer portal. Yep, absolutely, man. Um, the portal opens after the season. I uh, can't wait to see what Coach Prime does there. I think that's all I got for recruiting. All right. Uh, one final shout out to our friends over at Game Time. Tickets are sold out, guys. The only way to get into the doors and watch the Buffs live this year is through game time. Um, not just the Buffs, so any game, concert, event, whatever it is, make sure you check them out and get your last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Uh, do you have ticket prices for Friday? I am. Uh, yeah? So far, cheapest way in is 248 Wow. Yep. But it's called game time for a reason. Yep. Longer you wait, the better. It's the only thing in life where you get rewarded for procrastinating. <laughs> absolutely. You know, which is why I love it. My so kind of company. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so keep an eye on game time all week if you're trying to go to the game. Um, it, it'll get better. Friday night game against the Stanford Cardinal. It's family night. Wear your gold. Uh, get in the door with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use the code DMVR. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. By the way, we have gold shirts. We do. They're uh, dope. Here at DMVR. They are loved by many. Not me. Um, because I don't love gold. But if I did, I don't love the gold shirts. But if I did love those gold shirts, I would love that one because the design is fire. Don't listen to him. You'll They're just never shirts. see me wearing that color. Um, that bottom right shirt, though... That's your go-to. That's my that's my game day shirt. I love that. I love that because you can rep without repping. Exactly. That's <laughs> why I love it. If there's ever been a shirt that's like, that's kind of toe in the line. That's it right there. Is that for real? Capwise just said Tyler Childers in Folsom next summer. That'd be fire. <laughs> um, so there you go. You can get your gold shirts. Maybe I'll see if we can bring some to the tailgate. Be a good idea for mm -hmm. people who don't have them. You can also always come pick them up here. Um, and I'm going to ask before we leave here today if we can tweet out like, hey, if you order it by Tuesday and you live in Colorado, we can have it to you. Otherwise, uh, we'll bring some down. Yep. Um, I have like a gold jersey. I might wear it. <laughs> Do you think they wear like gold jerseys or something this weekend? Oh, that would be so sick. That would be sick. I don't know. Um by the way, I don't know if we talked much about this in the post-game show, uh -huh. but the helmets were unreal. Fire. They looked even better on TV, which is really where they need to look yeah. the best. Um, best uniforms besides week one were last weekend. Mm, I really loved the, the silvers. Everyone else the calls silvers them gray, were I fire. Call them, I call them silver because silver is actually one of our colors. I, I don't know. Last week's were just <coughs> they, chef's I, kiss. I'll say that. I'll agree. These ones were the second best. Week one was like untouchable. Bro, the more like we removed we get from that game, yeah. it, that was just such a moment. It really was. In like every like regard and facet, man. The mm -hmm. uniforms, the way they played, the outcome, everything. Yep. We're at 714. I really think a thousand is in the cards. Let's today. go. Smash that like button. Let's get a thousand likes. All right. What's up, chat? Oh, my goodness. All the super chats. The chat is here. Uh, Strib says, bag of chips, $5. Bottle of water, $10. What WTF ASU? 
RK and Allie helping to create lifelong memories and a forever buff. Priceless. Come back in January for basketball and drinks are on Caleb. Let's go. Yeah, me and uh, his son were having a blast. I love that. I saw the picture on Twitter. That's awesome. The picture man. was terrible <laughs> because I was just on my phone. I was like, this picture does not demonstrate how much fun we RK were having. RK hates children. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Allie has videos. We were having a blast. Um, the funniest thing is he can correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I asked Allie. Allie also said I'm right about this. I usually, you know, um, can get a little profane during the game. Yeah. But everything I said, little Caleb was repeating. <laughs> so I was on my best behavior. Let's go. I was like, I think I might have like kept it to like one or two curse words the whole game. Did you teach him it sucks to be a CSU Ram? No, he didn't make it that far. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he will have just, more chances. I'm sure he was uh, repeating everything I yelled at the ASU band. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. All right. Just a couple uh base super chats here from Calvin. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, he's got two of them. Appreciate you, Calvin. Did we miss a comment? From he him? had a comment. He said, like, get at me. Um, so my DMs are open everywhere. There you go. Mine, too. Or hit the buffs DMs. Um, Lawrence says, so cheap shots assigned, Scadaboo hits, uh, DJ, CSU, etc. Um, did you see that? Yeah. Uh, what the hell was that? It was weird. And I just don't know what happened because if you look at it, Scadaboo has already gone to the sideline Yeah, and he's facing away. Yeah. JD picks up the ball and kind of starts running with it. And so I don't know what happened. Like it almost it just, I'm not, I don't want to defend him. I know it, to me, it seemed like someone yelled something right. from the sideline. Yeah. It's like, Hey, Hey ball, ball. Live ball. Yeah. yeah. And so he just turned around and went for it. Um, regardless, the whistle had blown. Everyone's like the, the field is like starting to fill. Yeah. So it was, it was a dirty hit. Yeah, for sure. Thank God JD's okay. That's that, that will be Absolutely. my parting remark on Absolutely. this. Is, thank God he's okay, or else this would be a lot worse situation. But it was weird. He wasn't looking, and then he turned around and just like went and did it. It was yeah. so odd. Uh, still not the dirtiest hit he has received all year. Just not even close. <laughs> um, who's next? Bake ZD with the five dollars super chat. Appreciate you. And then my guy, Big Teasy, have to start a discussion on these cheap shots. Blackburn and Scadaboo. Coach said something to Scadaboo, and then he turned around, made cheap shot. So, I'm I think the coach said, "Ball, ball, ball, ball." Or, yeah. Ball, ball, live ball. Like I don't know. Um, someone said you have to be verified to DM us. Oh yeah. I just changed the Buffs Tw account. Mine is open though. Mine is open for sure. Twitter just like randomly yeah. changed that one day. I wonder I why. Well, they did it during like the Nebraska CSU week, so it was kind of appreciated, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, PPMG. I'm more likely to see your DM on Twitter than I am on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, PPMG TV. Any update on Sivion Wilkerson? Uh, I don't know. They went really short on the running back rotation on Saturday. Yeah. Was it oh. just Hank and Dylan? Uh, Kovacier smoke got one carry. Oh yeah, for minus two yards. Um, Adam Hopkins was wearing thirty six. Yep. Yeah. He's, on Saturday, he's for sure switched to DB. Yeah. That's dope. Um, who's next? Pete, nice. Why don't we run crossing routes? We can't stop them when they do it to us. I I don't think I've seen them run mesh once this year, which is kind of ridiculous. I can't. I can't think of it either. It's like the best play in football that everyone runs, and yeah. you have all these receivers just run mesh. Let Shador a, do his thing. Just read the field and find the open receiver on mesh. That is crazy. Someone is always open. Run Dylan on a wheel on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then you can do this, the, the deep hank stop yep. in the middle of the field, which yep. Shador will be waiting for. Huh. You have a Travis post over the top or something, like... Have they even like hit a drag route at any point in this season? <laughs> I'm sure it has. It's just, I always feel like I can remember every play, but I, I don't know. Think I can. Yeah. Uh, smash that like button. But I just remember thinking so much about drags because I'm like, think about Jimmy Horn. Like no one can stay with Jimmy Horn on a drag. Yeah. Yep. Amsterdam in the house. Shout out to my guy Max Verstappen for winning his third straight F1 
title this last weekend. <laughs> I asked you guys to turn on F1 qualifying on Friday and almost got roasted in the PHNX office. Yeah, yeah you were one, one of one there. But our gate in the airport was F1, so that was good for that you. That was. <laughs> and honestly, kind of shout out to the slight delay, because I got to watch the first 10 laps. By the way, we never even talked about how wild what happened on our plane was on the way back. I just tried to ignore it and just get back to Denver. By the way, it's so nice to be back in Denver, but go ahead and tell them the story if you want. I'll keep it quick. We board the plane late. Yep. We get onto the plane. While we're sitting on the plane, uh, we were in row one, so I can overhear the flight attendants talking about it. I just started packing <laughs> up my shit because I heard them be like, oh, really? We have to tell everyone to get off the plane? <sighs> okay. So then they're like fighting, like not fighting, but like joking back and forth with the pilot who has to make the announcement. Uh-huh. Finally, the pilot comes on. He's like, hey, um, essentially says like, hey, some people needed to fix something on the plane, but they fucked it up. So everyone has to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. So we get off the plane and then I turn around and no one else is coming. It's like eight of us got off the plane. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, where'd everyone else go? Then I text them like, hey, we're on the left when you guys come out here. You guys are like, they told us not to get off the plane. <laughs> yep. I'm like, well, they better not leave without us. Well, and then they told us. No, hold on. So then I go up to the thing and I'm like, hey, I heard uh, they're not having everyone get off the plane and she's like oh no no they are then you text us and you're like never mind we're getting off the plane <laughs> and then right when we stand up they go actually just kidding you guys don't have to get off <laughs> it was insane i literally was like is this a are we on a prank yeah. show right now oh man uh so yeah then we all uh, we got back on it actually worked out well for me because i got to put my bag in a better spot the second time there you go they were interrupting my retro bowl, bro. Congrats on number eight. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking Appreciate of number it. eight. What about it? I'm playing for my eighth DNVR Madden Super <laughs> Bowl tonight. Go. All we do is win. Yep. Win with us. But I have watch to, us win. <laughs> I uh, I actually have to play against people. I mean, I wish I could play against people. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Rob DMing me over the weekend. He was asking because I got him into it. And he was kind of bummed that you can't play against anyone in there. Yeah. I wish you could. Um, Rudy writes, why hasn't Sean Lewis been to the podium and asked about his play calling, use of running backs, or lack thereof? Why aren't we running more crossers? We haven't had Sean Lewis, I think, since... Week one? Week two? Before week one. Really? Didn't even, not even after the TCU game? We haven't... No. Have we been getting coaches on Tuesdays? No. Though? Yeah. Wednesdays, no. Or Wednesdays, yeah. No. So that's been the that's that's why. I mean, they're not bringing coaches to the podium anymore. Well, I think the last coach we got was uh, Nick Williams after Nebraska. Okay. But yeah, that's why you need to watch uh, the DMVR pregame show. The best place to hear from coaches for yep. sure. Angela, is it time to play Bishop both ways? He can do a lot of stuff. Bishop may need to play guard sometime. You may need to line him up at tight end, bro. Play Bishop as much as you can. Just keep him healthy. Yep. It's a little different than Travis, who never even sweats. Yeah. Yep. I love Bishop. Oh, yeah. Robert uh, with the super chat. ASU scores after opening drive came after kickoffs out of bounds or the penalty. Is it true that Sean Lewis doesn't script opening drives? He said that. He said he's more of a feel play caller. He doesn't like scripts. He said the one time he did use a script didn't go well. Oh, I remember that. It's the last time we talked to him. I think that he should revisit that um, because all of the best play callers in the NFL script the opening draft. Yes. Yeah. Like, go look at Kyle Shanahan's first drives over the last mm -hmm. couple of years. Yep. I'm pretty sure they score every damn time. Just clinics. Offensive clinics is what they are. Yep. Big TZ again. It's week seven and everyone. It's week seven? No, this is week six, right? No, because they've already played six games. That's insane. It's week seven, and everyone knows the line is not great. You have to scheme something to help the line, not the same screen and quick out. That's coaching. I'll say this. That is how you scheme, though. Mm -hmm. These quick quick game and screens. Um, there's not, like, an unlimited amount of plays to help a bad line. Yep. Um, so, in my 
thought is you need the the line to play like they did against USC. Yeah. So whatever they ate or drank or were told that week. Yep. Make sure you get that line because that line we can work with. They were running the ball. The line from this weekend scared me when I rewatched it. It was left, right, center, over and over and over and over again, just failing. It's getting alarming at this point. But but we know what we need. They didn't actually do any of the wide receiver screen game this week, which is weird. I know, yeah. Um, Mr. Hillsman, O-line, def a concern, but this game, again, showed me 25-plus dedicated runs is the formula. They were running all over ASU, but again, gave up on it. Yeah, they kind of did. The run was better than I remembered it. I mean, again, take out these sacks because it's just screwing up the entire rushing stats here. But Hank had 10 attempts for 58 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. Dylan struggled. Uh, we kind of already talked about that, the reasons why. Seven attempts, 16 yards. Uh, Zay had the one attempt. Kavassier Smoke had the one attempt. Only 30 runs for 56 yards, average 1.9 yards per carry. Of course, that averages in sacks. Yeah, that includes the sacks, so that doesn't matter. Which was five sacks for 48 yards. Yeah, so you took a whole 48 yard. That basically erases Hank. Yeah, Um, I mean, Shador had a (laughs) 16-yard touchdown and multiple yard runs down the field. He ends the day on minus 17 rushing. Yeah. Um I don't want to see Hank finish 10 carries 58 yards again. And what I'm saying there is if he's averaging damn near six yards per carry, and that's not boosted by like one big run. No. Uh, Longest run was 13. Yeah, exactly. He's consistently getting those chunks. If he is averaging six yards a carry, he needs the ball more than 10 times. He was also good catching the ball. Four receptions for 23 yards, only a long of eight, too. So, yeah, he's just churning out yardage. Yep. Hank's a dog, man. I told y'all. Hank's a dog. Yep. He can play, man. And he, I mean, the uh, there's a couple plays in that game. One where he just, he it's him and another guy mm-hmm. right at the sticks. He can go around him. He can try, He's going to get the first down. Yep. He just decides to run right over the guy, which yep. I love. And then <clears throat> it's uh, third and goal from the 10. He catches a screen and is just like juking, oh, spinning, stiff arm, broken tackle, gets all the way down to the one to set up the Zay yep. touchdown. Yep. Um, also shout out to Mike Sanford. He keeps on pumping up Hank too. Yeah. Yep. I have a feeling Mike Sanford's going to be a guest on this show soon, man. I hope so. I hope so. All right. Uh, Well, we have a tailgate at UCLA. Pastor Corica asks, we um, are working on it. Okay. We are working. We're looking into it, working on it. It's a little different setup. The Rose bowl is than what we're used to. So we're trying. Yep. Shut Especially up. because the ASU tailgate was so successful. Yeah. Banger. Uh, we sold it out. Um, everyone had a blast, it seemed like. It was cool hanging with everyone. Uh, and it was, and we put it together pretty quickly. So we're going to mm. try and do the same thing for UCLA. Shout out to Pastor Smith, too. He followed me on Twitter. Hey, there you <laughs> go. Uh, Rose, what does a crystal ball mean? That is from 247 Sports. Uh, the recruiting service. That's basically like their prediction for it's a good commitment. branding for predicting someone to go to a school. Yes. Um, they've got a whole like degrees thing with it. It's like one to nine. I, all everyone I see is always six or seven though. Why do they complicate things so much? I don't know. Seven? I don't know. Like all their player ratings confuse me. It's just like, can we just have everything be a scale of one to 10 or one to a hundred? So it'll just make it make sense. I know. I trust them more than a. The other ones, though, I tell you what. Stribs again. RK dropped a few F-bombs, nothing terrible, and luckily Caleb hasn't added to his vocab. Tell Ali to send me those videos. Let's a go. A few. See, I remember two. That's a couple, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. You could have been a lot worse. Even if it was three, that's like maybe 10% of my normal output. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Uh, line walker robbed of time before half as clock stopped twice for ASU. I, I still honestly don't really know the clock stopping rules at this point because they changed them. I just it's only inside two minutes. Um, super chat from Reef 
Uh, as Jake has said before, some of y'all need perspective. CU is 4-2 <laughs> with a lack of consistent O-line production and lack of O-line depth. 100%, bro. Already passed, surpassed the season win total. Um, Travis was hurt during that time. Mm -hmm. Shador is balling. I mean, we knew Shador was great, but he's surpassed expert expectations to this point. <laughs> the young guys are coming along. Um, and the momentum on the trail is just starting to heat up. The portal's not even open yet. Like the best is so much further ahead of us. I'll say this. And while you guys are getting us to a thousand likes, I think we need 15 more. Let's go. Um, I'll say this. I think that what Shador Sanders is doing for the Colorado Buffaloes is the single most impressive thing that any player is doing at any school in the country. Yep. Uh, and because of that, I hope the Heisman voters understand this mm -hmm. because it, it's rare, honestly, for a even if they finished with two losses this year, that you often don't even see Heisman winners with two losses. Two is usually about the max yep. that you see normally. Um, what Shador is doing not only should be that impressive to the Heisman voters, but I know for a fact NFL scouts are looking at this and saying, this is actual tape that I can evaluate mm -hmm. because this is what it looks like in the NFL. What Caleb Williams does is amazing and incredible, and he's still going to be the number one overall pick this year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's harder to evaluate his tape because he's throwing to guys who are wide open all the time. Um, he's playing behind a very good offensive line. Yep. And it changes things. Sh Shador's tape looks like what rookies deal with in the NFL. Yep, literally. Under constant duress, having to make you know incredible plays, having to throw thread the ball into tight windows with less separation. Um, so I know NFL scouts are falling all over themselves for this. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, the Heisman voters should understand what he is doing to me is the single most impressive thing that anyone is doing in the country. Absolutely, man. He was at the Broncos game yesterday, too. Who was? Shador. Oh. Up in the suite. He's having fun there, huh? There's a photo of One him. One of the few. There's a photo of him <laughs> standing in front of the Broncos logo. And it is just... Come on, man. Come on. Damn. Come on. Need it. Need it. Um, some last minute super chats. Shout out to you, chat. They got us over a thousand. Thousand twenty seven. That is huge. That's crazy. Man. Wild. Uh Mr. Hillsman. They're trying to make us do more Monday shows. <laughs> they are. <laughs> CU averaged four point three yards per carry this year, looking at dedicated runs only. In my opinion, O line is more running O line. Looking at the numbers, want them to be nasty. Run the ball. Not bad analysis at all. Yep. And then the last one. It's just hard when Shador's your quarterback, though. Yep. Because you you just want to throw the ball because you know he can just get you into the right play and find the open man every time. Yeah, and and you also have to trust him to uh, recognize a light box mm -hmm. and attack it. Yep. Speaking of, I saw someone just put the watch in the Let's in go. the comments. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jay Brown with the super chat. Antoine Hill Jr. That's it. That's the comment. All right. Um, Antoine Hill Jr., 247 Sports Composite, four-star, 68th overall player in the 2025 class, quarterback. Okay. The pearl clutching over Shador is some of the softest it's hilarious. shit I've ever seen. It's hilarious, man. But and, and I'll just make this point because this this has already been hashed out over and over again on social, but I'll make this point that I made to you guys uh, yesterday in the car, which is that I really think sometimes the, that people forget, like, they're just college kids too. Yeah. So when Shador runs over to the student section, yes. those are his peers yes. who have been shit-talking him all game. Throwing water bottles and shit at him. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, chanting, as they should. Yeah, of course, That's it's college they, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then he goes and he gets to have the last laugh because they won. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it, like, it to me, sometimes I just think people, because he's, like, a celebrity, people forget that he's, like, a college kid interacting with other college kids. Right. If you saw this in a high school game, you would think nothing of it. Because they like go back to school the next day and like those are the those are their peers. Or they go to a party that night and they yeah. run into those people. Like, this is what college kids do. Yeah. And it's part of what makes sports fun. And I had one ASU fan, an ASU student, tweet at me and he deserves credit. Because he was like, I don't get what everyone's mad about. Like, we talk shit to him the whole game. They won, so he got to come and, and give it to us. And like Shador's like laughing and smiling the whole time. Just look at the people who are bitching and complaining. It's the same people that bitch and complain every week. It's the same people that hate Coach Prime. They hate Shador. With a selfie in their car with sunglasses on. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 
Uh, no Blue Sox today, Jamel. The Wadi Way says the Blue Sox are never coming back. I promise you guys. I'm, that. I'm bringing them. On. I'm wearing them tomorrow. <laughs> All right. The Wadi Way says Happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you guys. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you, brother. Hell yeah. All right. Um, is that it? Yeah. What a show. That was a good show. I kind of like doing shows on Monday. Sorry I about mean, it. <laughs> I'm not opposed, but that's we're not. You're not getting cut ups. I don't right. get to watch the whole game. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Coach Prime speaks tomorrow. Are you here tomorrow? No. RK's not here tomorrow. Uh, someone will be sitting here. Nope. Find out who. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Y'all silly like the mayor. 